Hello and welcome to the Internet Radio Podcast with Radio.co. My name is Rhys Hancock and this week I'll be talking to Dave Cribb, the producer of John Holmes on Talk Radio and many other projects through his production company Rubber Chicken. We'll be chatting about producing, freelancing, the future of podcasting and much, much more. Get on the air from anywhere, anywhere, hey Dave, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, no, yeah, really well, thanks. And not too bad at all. I've been up for almost half an hour, so I'm basically <laughs> at my peak mental capacity. All right, for some hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you tell us about yourself and how you got into the radio industry? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm a sort of comedy producer, radio producer, writer. I do music. I do basically so many things that basically none of my friends actually know what I do, even my very best friends. So they continually sort of ask, what What do you do like every day? And to be honest, it's so different that, I, um, that I'm not quite sure myself. So I sort of have my fingers in a few different pies. Uh, but my main day to day is is producing radio, usually comedy radio, but I do other bits of music radio. Uh, and I occasionally, you know, I used to dabble in sports radio, but I've not done that for a number of years. Um, but occasionally I get called back in to ask to do that. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a freelance producer. I have a little um, independent production company that I set up a couple of years ago. So we make a lot of stuff through that. Uh, but I still make uh, or get work myself uh, as a freelancer just on the fly as and when people want me, really. So yeah, I mean, basically, I'm just I'm just here, guys, for hire. Anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone want me? Um, so yeah, as a radio freelancer, what does your job consist, consist of day to day, would you say? Or does uh, it li- vary? literally completely varies so um so i produce john holmes on talk radio at the moment but that's a week for a five day a week show i don't go into the to the office or the studio five days a week uh, because i have uh, like i say my production company and other bits and bobs so um i used to uh, produce john at weekend breakfast on radio x and when that was the case that was sort of a bit more easy for me to manage because obviously I could do my stuff during the week and weekend breakfast is you know 6 30 a.m on a Saturday and Sunday it doesn't really clash with anything else so um that made that quite a lot easier uh, when when we moved across to talk I then had to sort of strike a deal with them where I sort of sit across the show but not be in every day so sometimes I do that I'm doing that today so the days that I do that I'll you know go into the studio uh, about 11 half 11 and do a bit of prep for the show or whatever and just sit around chatting basically because I'm not in that often I just like to catch up with everyone so it's quite nice <laughs> uh, and then we'll do the show one till four then at five past four we'll be out of the door uh, into the pub to do a debrief but then other days really just 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 vary tomorrow I'm doing a writing day uh, on some stuff for Radio 1 so I'm doing it uh, with one of my uh, like a guy I do some writing with we're doing a FaceTime meeting in the morning writing loads of stuff for that Thursday I'm editing a panel show that we recorded a couple of weeks ago so i mean it literally depends my diary is a mess and i have to check it consistently because i have no idea where i'm going to be or what i'm going to be doing on any given day so for a show like john holmes on talk radio it's obviously yeah. a bit more of a conve- not necessarily conventional in its content but more of a conventional radio show in the, in the yeah. sense it goes out on dab what what's the process of coming up with ideas for that and um seeing them through to to air uh, so I mean, when we because because Talk was a completely new station, and uh, I think when it started, they knew they wanted John on the radio. They weren't quite sure what he would do. John was not quite sure how he would take um, what he'd been doing on 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 Radio X and before that Six Music, which are obviously both music stations, into this sort of new format. You have three hours of of literally just talking and basically with no phone calls because that's not the sort of show we do. So uh, we sat down. Uh, a number of times before the station kicked off and basically just 
uh, decided what we could adapt from the old show, what new stuff we'd have to do, what we basically um, wanted the show to be or to sound like. And, and one way or another, it effectively ended up becoming a sort of parody of, of regular talk radio or speech radio. Um, and that happened sort of a bit through accident, really. We brought a few old features along because we had 15 hours a week to fill. So we thought we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll chuck a few things in that we know those bits. We know they work. Uh, and then we started coming up with these other little bits and bobs. We do a thing called the Big Debate Every Day, which is basically just two um, two people on the phone. They're improv actors or comedians or, you know, just, just mates, basically, of ours. Or, uh, and they, they argue in a sort of speech debate format is but it, about things that are completely undebatable. So I think today <laughs> on the show we're, do, we're doing doorways. Do we need doorways? So two people will be asking, will be arguing, yeah, we, we need doorways. Doorways are the most important thing. Someone will be arguing, no, get rid of all doorways. You know, it's completely it's completely puerile and ridiculous. But that feature just came about completely by accident when we had a slot. Literally, I remember on the first day of the show, John and I were sat in the kitchen uh, <laughs> at Talk Sport, Talk Radio, going, we've got, we've got like a whole show for today, but we've got a little slot at three o'clock. What should we do? And we literally came up with that in about two minutes and now it's become the most popular feature on the show um so as with anything ideas can either come from us sitting around in the pub going oh what are we gonna do this is oh god or just on the fly and i think some of the best things um on that show and some of the best things on any stuff i've worked on really quite often comes um when you're not actually trying to think of an idea or whether you know you just have a little thing and you go oh that might work let's try it and things develop and we're lucky enough on that show they've got so much time on air that we can sort of go let's try that and see if it works no it didn't quite work let's tweak it for next time and you know there's not that sort of pressure that you get with a say like a scripted show or a panel show that you have to get and edit tightly down you've got a lot more freedom obviously with a live show to try things out so um, I think the honest answer is some sitting down and chatting as a group and going, let's come up with ideas. But I think a lot of the stuff, the best stuff, doesn't come out of those meetings and, and those pub sessions. A lot of it comes when you're not trying to think of stuff and we'll just text each other and we've got a group WhatsApp. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 that sort of thing. I think it's it hasn't really changed my whole process since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since student radio, really, where I'd be sending a text message to my co-host on the day going, what the hell should we do today? It sort of hasn't changed in a, in a weird way. People... You know, the, 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 there's no point in putting pressure on yourself, I don't think, to come up with ideas all the time um, if things aren't, you know, if, if your brain isn't ticking over in that moment. Uh, it's sometimes better to leave it and go, oh, yeah, that, that works later. And all these seeds do get planted and then they turn into ideas eventually. So it's, um, yeah, not too much pressure, but just always think, you know, when you're doing, especially when you're a freelancer, I'm just always thinking about things. You know, I've got a note on my phone consistently that's like, oh, yeah. that might be a funny bit or that might be a funny yeah. feature or that might be something that I take to everyone else and they go, that is rubbish. Uh, never talk to me about that again. Uh, and that, you know, all of those, <laughs> all of those things happen. And actually with ideas, that's, I find that one of the most important things is you have to be in a team or working with people where you can say that's, anything you think yeah. of and, 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 you know, safe in the knowledge that if they go, that is rubbish, they don't mean you're rubbish. Yeah. They mean that is rubbish. And you have to have that confidence, I think, within the team to go, nope, that's not going to work. Let's move on. And that happens quite a lot um, always on, on our show and on, on various shows I work on. So obviously you have this uh, production company, Rubber Chicken, that makes uh, comedy shows for Radio 4, um, BBC Radio Wales and Audible, uh, amongst others. How mm. does the creative process process for coming up with new shows new concepts compared to say working with john holmes on talk radio um it's very similar to be perfectly honest like i said i mean we, we do have more when you're pitching things that are that are comedy shows you have to have a bit more of a, form, a formal structure and obviously it's not 
the case that you've got a show every day to try things out and work on things so there are these you know commissioning rounds and they're every six months or they're every three months or they're every year depending on who you're working with um so you do have to have a bit more of a formal structure so myself and tom who are in the company with we will sit down every couple of months really and just go oh we've had that idea that someone suggested or we go oh how about we do this sort of thing but again we'll keep things ticking over all the time and um i like it's about who you surround yourself with and who you talk to i think is is the most important thing because we've got a really good group of young writers and and people that have you know ideas all the time so we're all always sort of thinking and again you know we've got a rubber chicken whatsapp i don't i don't i don't i feel like i'm working for whatsapp i'm not working for WhatsApp, <laughs> but it's it's such a crucial thing to have just like a consistent dialogue yeah. with people going uh so and people will suggest ridiculous shows and people will suggest really funny ideas um but every now and then we sit down and we collate uh, the things that people have brought to us in the past few months and ideas we've had and sort of semi half ideas that we've had that don't really feel like proper ideas yet and we work them through together and then we tend to um either just the two of us sit down and thrash them out and keep coming back to them and go over them or we br- or we bring yeah some of the other guys in that that I talked about the the writers and we go right we've got this sort of idea but we don't think it's quite right let's all sit around and to be honest i've always found the more people you surround yourself in a room with as long as they're good people the better because you know everyone has different perspectives and different ideas on things and you sit around and talk about something for an hour or a couple of hours you end up with something completely different or loads of different you know parts to the idea that you never thought you had um so it's it's a sort of similar process in the fact that we're always thinking about things as we go we're always jotting stuff down uh with a production company you have the added bonus of people idea time you know for some reason once you've got (laughs) an email address uh, a production company people are like oh i've had this thing uh i'd like to talk to you about that and it's like great so uh, half the stuff we make is with comedians or sketch groups or you know people that have gone i want to do this can we try doing that and we work with them on that thing uh, so it's a nice balance of, of coming up with things yourself um like a show we do called the leak uh, on radio wales which is like a topical comedy show uh, that's a complete you know that was born out of an idea that we had and we wanted to make a show but uh similarly we've just finished a thing with a sketch group called games family gift shop which um is basically they're a, a group we saw at edinburgh and we thought they're great and we chatted to them and we got on really well with them and then we just sort of made some ideas they had and made them work for radio so comedy radio is kind of weird because you get a lot of people a lot of comedians and a lot of sketch groups or improv groups or whatever who are really good at the comedy but have never really done the radio so your job is then to sort of wrangle it into a radio show and make yeah. sure it's going to work on that medium uh, so yeah that's my very long-winded answer to that no, question that's i've good. realized i've talked for a while um so obviously you your main your main sort of content is speech speech radio and speech content mm. what do you think the future of that is is that just public broadcasters like the bbc and npr in america or do you think it's podcasting audio boom audible because i saw in america's audible speech content's being included in amazon prime yeah do you think do you think that's the future or do you think it's it's still going to be sort of bbc npr it's- based it's really it's really hard to guess isn't it but it's really exciting at the moment um, we're making a few things for audible um they're just about to launch a new um ser- or they might have done by the time this goes out uh, a new service uh, in the uk which is audible channels which is loads of speech content um and it's it's one of the first times that um a completely new commissioning process has sort of come along as you know as people that make content and as people that have a production company it's a really exciting time because here are a company um 
without wanting to sound too uh, money grabbing and greedy hit our company with some money that are willing to pay for content that aren't the bbc and that opens up so many doors that haven't previously existed because uh but i mean podcasts are obviously incredibly uh diverse and there's loads of them and there's loads of ridiculously good stuff on there but uh, still at the moment it's not unless you're one of the top dogs very easy to make a lot of money in podcasting so a lot of people are doing it obviously for the love of podcasting or to provide a service and i suppose the amazon audible business model doesn't depend on it's it's like amazon prime video it's kind of all brought in under the amazon prime banner rather than dependent on how many uh listeners you get or how many views they get on amazon yeah well exactly i mean it's 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 who who knows how it's going to work and how dependent or not it will be on those downloads and listening figures but like you say it's a, it's it's sort of a it's it's the first thing since for us since like the bbc that feels like a big um co- corporation that's willing to invest in some new content and new exciting stuff so um it's 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 an exciting time for us and we're pitching to them at the moment some new things and we're already making a couple of things with them and they're just really open to new stuff and they've got um time and people to 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 make that stuff with you and it's yeah i i hope touch wood fingers crossed that that then builds into a proper rival for for uh comedy content and speech content in general because it'd be it's really exciting to have different outlets and different people willing to to put time and money into stuff that you're not just because you know when you're making podcasts it's great and i've done podcasts myself in the past and i continue to do so because i really enjoyed doing them but it gets to a point where things that you make have to take priority and things that you're getting paid for you know this is these these are all of our jobs at the end of the day yeah so uh it becomes harder and harder to sort of self-motivate if a thing is either not being listened to by a lot of people or not making you a little bit of money along the way because you know you end up going oh why am i why am i bothering doing this so so uh, i hope the audible thing will provide um, both of those things but it's it's really nice to have an opportunity where you go all right that's a a really good audience of people that are going to listen and and someone that's going to uh, check some money our way to, to make a thing and therefore we can spend loads of actual good time on it making it really good and hopefully making some new exciting stuff that's a bit different from the stuff you might find on the BBC um, and it's you know it's, that's the other exciting thing it's it's the opportunities there are slightly different from say making a comedy show on Radio 4 uh, which has its you know has its conventions yeah 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 has has the things that they like and the things that they don't like and the people they like and the people they don't like um and at the moment we're finding it's yeah it's really sort of broad open church um doing stuff with audible uh so yeah touch wood that continues to build and touch wood that continues to provide people opportunities to make content um in in a slightly different format great no very exciting indeed um so finally so as a freelancer and which is in many ways as a freelance producer a a sort of special type in the industry what are some of the things people should know if they think of trying to break into radio and possibly do their own freelance work uh the one there's only one thing and that is how important it is to get on with other people and to build contacts and network but not in the way that people think of networking so it's I say this at all the thing, you know, we we talk at the student radio conferences and, and bits and bobs and it's always the thing people ask, how do you get into it? And the only way that I consistently see people succeeding is to just immerse themselves in the world, meet people, get on with people, but then 
this is the crucial bit, don't annoy those people and yeah. don't get on their nerves. Uh, and it takes it takes time. I think it takes longer than people potentially anticipate. But um, pretty much every job I've ever had, including the ones I'm currently doing, have come from um, someone I know and I've got on with or have worked with and or is just a mate ringing me up going, oh, I need a thing, you do that thing. And that goes for the John, the, the show with John at the moment. Uh, when we started doing Radio X after John um, moved from XFM Breakfast to Radio X Weekends, uh, he literally just, he, he needed a new producer and he just called me up. We worked on a couple of shows before for Five Live. We'd written a couple of things together in the past and, and he just rang me up and went, do you want to do a thing? And you <laughs> sort of, ends up that ends up being the way 90% of the stuff um, works. And I think people think of networking as a very specific thing where they have to go and give out business cards to everybody in the world and then go, thank you, I've networked now. And A, that doesn't work because if you're one of 200 people giving a business card to someone, then, you know, I'm going to get home with 200 business cards and go, cool, there's a pile on my (laughs) table that I'll probably never ruffle through. But also people aren't inclined to then sort of, they don't remember you, they don't necessarily know what you do or who you are or what you're about and they don't remember you in any specific sort of context So the people that I meet and that I remember the most are the ones that again don't cynically talk to me about a thing that they know I'm interested in but they 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 talk to me because we've got a shared interest in say comedy or this this that and the other and they you know they they listen to the same things I I make or you know I've had people go oh I listen to that Richard Herring podcast that you produce and suddenly you get in contact you go oh that was the person that liked that thing and I mean again I'm I'm saying not necessarily go and and you listen to stuff because it's very obvious when you don't underestimate how much people in radio like their egos being stroked as well so if you you listen to a show and enjoy it that someone makes definitely tell them about it because they love hearing how much people like the things (laughs) they make it's it's uh it's not a tool to be underused um but yeah, I think just just meet people, get on with people, um, go to the pub if you get invited after a thing doing work experience because that is actually the time that people will chat to you yeah. rather than when you're sort of busy in the office just doing tasks that they're sort of making up for you as they go because they forgot they had someone doing work experience that week or something like that. <laughs> it, it, it's those sort of quality moments that you get involved and people um, get to know you a bit better. Um, but then, like I say, just don't, worry about how long it takes it took me much longer than i thought it would actually i had all these sort of delusions of grandeur of coming out of uni and i'd already done some stuff at the bbc in nottingham and i was like it's fine i'll just do this and i'll i'll be in london in one day and i'll be working for all of the big radio stations but you just have to uh, uh build those things up slowly and get to know people and the other thing is actually if you're doing anything like student radio or hospital radio or anything like that at the moment don't underestimate how much uh, how important it will be to keep in touch with all those people you're doing it with at the moment uh, and that goes particularly for, for people doing things like student radio because so many of the people that I now work with and now give me jobs and vice versa are people that I did student radio with and it's ridiculous because we were just messing about making silly stuff hmm. in not in Nottingham and now yeah. you know h- half the stuff I do at Radio 1 is because you know half the flipping staff at Radio 1 in, in production were at student radio with us or doing the uh, you know we're within the student radio association at the same time and we all met at awards and conferences and bits and bobs and um, again it's just people calling you up so just uh, don't annoy people but that's honestly the, the the crucial thing because people will remember you if they like you and they'll want to help you if they you know think you're you've got potential in doing something good Dave Cribb producer at Talk Radio and Rubber Chicken thank you very much thank you very much Get on the air. 
That's all for this week. Thank you to Dave Cribb. But don't forget, if you are yet to start your internet radio station, make sure you check out radio.co. For your free seven-day trial, go to try.radio.co now. My name is Reese Hancock. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Internet Radio Podcast.